0: For juice. I normally tell him to turn me down. But this morning, I barely have a voice again. So I'm appreciating the power. Thank you. Well, I just want to bring to you a very simple thought. It won't be earth shattering, I promise you. Uh, if you were looking forward to that, you can sit back. Uh, yesterday, uh, in this room gathered over 40, maybe about 40 or so men and women who are strategizing on how we can better minister to children. You know, anywhere literally from the time they're born, you know you can minister to a baby. Your hugs, your nurturing, all that, that's ministering to that baby. You know, anywhere from the baby, you know, even on up to those teen years. And I know some of you young adults consider yourself adults. But in my eyes, a lot of you are very much still like children, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, if you're a little immature, 25 year old, I'm talking to you too this morning. Right? <laughs> and uh, anyway, intersp- interspersed in that uh, training session, you know, we talked about different things, and uh, you know, we talked about you know the power of how we treat a child. You know, we talked about how words can affect uh, children. And um, and so, I have one verse this morning. Somebody want to throw that up there behind me? And it's a popular verse. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. How many of you can say that you have at least one true friend? And we have weird definitions of friends. You know, there are these people that we just kind of throw them in that category. We've known them for a long time, and so we count them a friend. You know, those people that make us laugh, you know, we count them a friend. We have all these different goofy definitions. You know, the people we have, we call them a friend. Um, But I'm going to challenge you this morning to think about whether these people in your life that you deem, that you call friends, are really friends. And so I want you to think about some of your friends for a moment, or those that you have in that category. And I want you to think about what these people are to you, you know? Are these people your yes people? You know what I mean by yes people? People that, you know, whatever you ask them, whatever you, they always bobbing their head, you know, they won't give it to you straight, they just... You know, like the bobbleheads on your dashboard. Yeah, uh-uh. they just—they just—they just go along with you. They just—you know—they go along for the ride. They are yes people. Those people that watch you do some stupid things, yeah, and they don't even—they don't even pull you back. They don't—they don't say, "Hey, that's not a good idea." They just—they <laughs> just—you know—they're just looking at you. You know, and when you fall flat on your face, they're still just looking at you. <clears throat> you know, uh, those people that silently watch you just do crazy stuff. Think back to your childhood. Some of us don't have to think back that far. Yeah. There are those people that encourage you in wrong. Yeah. We got friends like that. And, and, and even though I'm talking to adults today, I'm really talking to you younger folk. Hopefully some of us adults have grown out of that. We know what to do with those friends. <laughs> but young people struggle with this kind of thing. Yeah. So young people have this, this overwhelming desire to be a part of, you know, a group or a clique or to belong. And so they tend to put up with more because they just want people. They want somebody to say that that's their friend. And so, you know, we even put up with people that are two faced. You know, they, they're one way to us. And then when they're not, when they're with other friends, they're a different way and they talk about us and they treat us bad. We even put up with them just to have somebody. We all have that longing to have somebody. And so, can I tell you this morning that those friends are not really friends? Yeah. They're really not friends. And, and, you know, God gave me this message back in the week, and I kicked it off like, eh, nobody wants to hear about that. And so this morning when I sat down to go over this lesson, a thought came to mind. And I went, oh, that's a good, that's a good scenario. So I asked Joyce if I had a, the, op, the, uh, pr, the um, okay to tell Jada's story. And I'll tell it to you real briefly because I know it's just a thought. But Jada Allen and, and Amani are friends. <clears throat> and the Allens are new to the church about a year or so. You know, they go to public school. They got friend issues, right? And so Jada has this little group of friends who are not really friends. They don't treat her right. You know, they're two-faced and they talk about her and they, you know, they, they, they're, they're, they're the mean girls. Anybody the mean Girls can be mean. Woo! They're the mean girls. So, you know, we decided, you know, we want our kids to be friends. You, you need somebody, you need a base of friends that are good to you. That that when you come out of the world, you got somebody you can go to and you can be safe. So Imani and Jada and Jasmine and Jalen, they're friends. And so Jada gets to school, and I'm making a really long story short, uh, maybe about a month ago. And this group of girls approaches her. And she does, "Ah," proverbially, not today. Hey girls, we're not gonna be friends anymore, right? (laughs) She literally tells them that. And I told her, I don't don't remember the verse verbatim. Yeah, we're not going to be friends anymore. So the girls were stunned because Jada spoke up to them, first of all. And you know how hard that is to be one kid and you have a group of girls approaching you, you say we're not doing this today. In fact, we're not doing this anymore. And so they asked her, you know, but why? She said, well, you know, you guys are just not good for me. You're not good for me. You don't treat me right. You know, they were stunned. They were stunned. Now, this verse says, iron sharpeneth iron, right? You, know I mean? you ever heard iron scraping? Scrap! And when you scrape two pieces of iron together, it ain't a pretty sound. And though those girls weren't being friends to Jada, she was being friends to them, right? I'm sure that didn't feel good when, when, she, when she put the brakes on it. I'm sure that did not feel good, right? And, and so she stepped off in her own way, right? She still sits at the table with them lunch table. We crack up. Like, you really it yeah, but they, but a standard's been set. You're not going to treat me that way, right? And so when Joyce asked Jada, well, you know, how did you manage to do that? How did you muster the courage to do that? Because this has been an issue for at least a year or so, right? I mean, how did you manage to do that? She said, well, I just thought about what Amani would do. Right? <laughs> right? I just thought about what Imani, she envisioned what her friend would do, and it gave her the courage, right, to stand up. That's a friend. Right? When you got a friend in your corner saying, hey, you don't have to put up with that. Right? When you have a friend that says, you know, you, you really do have friends. You don't have, to, you don't have to just have anybody. You can have some quality people in your lives. Your friends ought to want to make you better. Right? True friends want you to be better. True, true friends encourage you. True friends hold you accountable to the word of God. True friends encourage you when you're down. They don't, they don't do the opposite. True friends want to make you better. So whether you're a kid in here or whether you're an adult, challenge you this morning to evaluate your friends. Do they put you down or do they make you better? And that's just a thought.